0: Welcome to The Thrifty Marketer Podcast, a podcast where we meet amazing individuals from all walks of life. Here's your host, Vivek, with a new episode for you. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 59 of The Thrifty Marketer Talks. Uh, the primary reason I run this show is to meet interesting people from all walks of life, right? So, uh, we have amazing marketers coming in, we have amazing coaches coming in, and a lot of interesting leadership coaches and everybody. So, today I have a special guest with me. Uh, I have been following her for the last two years, thanks to Mark Schaefer. Uh, you know, uh, she's a close friend of him, and uh, I came to um, I, I started following her content, her work, her insights for the last two years and it's it's a privilege to have her here. So today I have Brooke B. Sellis with me. She's a CEO and founder of B Squared Media, an award-winning digital marketing agency focusing on social media management, advertising and social media customer care. Uh, so her insights on the customer care, CEX part is what blows my mind all the time. Her marketing mantra is think conversation not camping and she believes in it so much that she wrote a book on it called conversations that connect she's also a co-host of the cx engine show and teaches two digital marketing courses virtually at the university of california in Irvine. she is an in the trenches marketer with 18 plus years of sales and marketing experience she has done a b.a from penn state university in media and communication studies she had her aha social media moment when in 2007, she used a burgeoning Facebook to recruit 7,500 attendees to attend a pub crawl benefiting cystic fibrosis, which made over $60,000 for the charity. How cool is that? In 2017, b Media was named Proud Social's Partner of the Year for being a shining example of a social media agency. In 2018, Brooke was named one of New Jersey's top 25 women entrepreneurs and brand builders, and 2022, she was named one of LinkedIn's 10 rising marketing stars to follow. So, without further ado, let me just bring her on.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much, Brooke. Thank you so much for taking time out. Uh, I am super excited uh, to to have you here. Uh, it's it's kind of you know uh, it's I've been waiting uh, to make this happen for a while. And uh, I, I'm glad you agreed to it. And here we are. How well, are you doing? Thank you
1: again. I'm excited because obviously you and I have a wonderful relationship online. So I'm excited to take it from online to online with faces. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: exactly. <Yeah. laughs> right. Chris is here. Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, today's topic, as I had I discussed with you, it's about social listening, you know? When it comes to social listening, uh, I know people have all kinds of notions about it, right? People quite don't understand it and they they, they have their own version of it. Uh, I have heard multiple definitions of social listening itself. So I wanted somebody like you to come and bust some myths and explain it to people. Uh, so I have curated a set of questions. So if you're ready, we can start off. Let's go, fire away. Fantastic. So let's start with the basics. So Brooke, if you have to explain social listening, so what is social listening and why is it important in today's world?
1: Yeah. I think the best way to explain social listening for someone who hasn't used it is it takes social moderation to the next level. So social moderation is hopefully what we're all doing, right? If we have a business or a brand page, we moderate the content that users share with us, the comments they put on our pages, um, how they share our content out to their audiences to make sure that you know, there's no misinformation. You're not dealing with a troll. Unfortunately, that happens too. Um, But social media moderation is reactive, right? Because we're waiting for those comments and that content to come to us. And social listening helps us take social media moderation to the next level and allows us to be proactive. And I think the easiest way to explain that is You know, people are talking about your brand and your products and your services and your stakeholders, and they're not often tagging your social media handle or mentioning you directly or commenting on your page. They're out there in the interwebs, you know, and they might be mentioning, let's say you're a a printer company. Epson is the brand. They're talking about your printer product number, Epson, whatever printer, That they're talking about you, but you're not a part of that conversation unless you're using social listening.
0: Right, right. That absolutely makes sense because I've seen a lot of people um, forget to tag when it is a positive feedback or a negative feedback. They just mention the brand name or the product name for that matter. So uh, it's fantastic that social listening can get even even track those. All right. So let's get a little bit DJ. Like, for example, how can businesses use? social listening to gain insights into their target audience and industry trends?
1: Yeah, so one of my favorite ways to use social listening is to really understand who your audience is, right? But within that audience, who are the influencers in your space or in your industry? Um, I give a really simple method for social listening, which anybody can use, called the BIC method, like the PIN, B-I-C. And that means for me, the way I want, want you to use social listening is to listen to your brand terms. Listen to industry terms, right? Because this will help you get a feel of sentiment and how what people are talking about in relation to your industry. But one of my most favorite ways to use social listening is to listen in on competitor conversations. Because let's say, here's another example. Um, Let's say you're a running shoe brand and you're listening in on your top competitor and you see that a lot of the negative conversation that's happening around their shoes and their brand is that the shoelaces break, really quickly. Couldn't you then run a campaign talking about how your laces are tried and true, tested in the field and last for up to 100 runs or more? You could steal some of your competitors' share of voice with that tactical differentiation campaign um, and maybe even steal some of the customer customer base too. So I mean, that's a little advanced, but I think there's so many things you could do with social listening.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think it, it, the the application areas or the use cases of social listening is numerous. We can talk about it on and on again. All right. So uh, now, imagine a brand wants to kick off this uh, social listening program. What tools and platforms are available for social listening, and how can businesses choose the right one? Because I'm pretty sure there are so many tools out there. How to choose the right one for meeting their needs?
1: That's a great question. And there are a ton of tools out there. I think the most important thing is to understand, like, what's your hypothesis? What are you trying to prove or disprove with your social listening project? Um, Once you understand that, right, and only once you understand that, you can go out and demo tools. There are some social media listening tools that are more like PR based, Right. right, they're helping you understand, um, you know, how your press release compares to maybe a competitor or something like that. The share of voice that you have. Some of them are social listening tools where they're listening in on social media channels or channels like Reddit. Um, any open source channels where, where they can listen in. And some of them are both. So again, I think you really need to understand what you're trying to prove or disprove with your social listening project. Then go demo the tools. And because you know what you're looking for, when you're on those demos, make them show you, not just tell you, I want you to show me how your tool is going to help me do X, whatever that hypothesis is, right? And if they can't show you on the demo how their tool does that, move on to the next rule. Right. <laughs> right
0: right absolutely absolutely so uh, you know so let's let's uh, let's you know the beginning point it, you need to have a social media social listening strategy like you mentioned the hypothesis right mm-hmm. so what do you think how can businesses effectively maybe set up and manage their social media listening strategy
1: uh that is it's a, it's a big undertaking i have to be honest with you you know um we had a brand that come that came through, um, and the name of the brand was was Cowboy. That was the name okay. of the brand. When you set up a brand listener that be part of BIC for Cowboy, you're getting all kinds of data brought back to you that has nothing to do with the brand. So right. I think one of the one of the main things uh, I think people forget about with the strategy, right? They know you want to listen in on the brand, but what are some of the terms that you want to exclude? From being mentioned along with the brand, especially if you have a really common brand name or your product names are very common, you know, like silver necklace. Well, there's a million and trillion billion silver necklaces out there. So what can you exclude or what can you use to... find information that's really relevant to you. The other point that I would make is if you're using hashtags for your brand, that can be a really great way to listen in on only your branded terms. But make sure that, you know, what we find sometimes is brands will use hashtags kind of willy-nilly, right? Uh, They'll use it once and then they'll come up with a different one. And then they'll use that one again six months later. That's not going to help you with social listening find your hashtag strategy and stick to it. If you want to use hashtags as a part of the B and in in social listening and BIC method, um, because that will help you get more granular. You have to really think, how can I get the information that I want? And that includes all of the exclusions, right? Right, That you need to have in place so that you get the, the best data set that you can. Right,
0: right, absolutely. The exclusion part is also very critical. Right. So when it comes to social listening, most of the discussions uh, happen around online reputation management Mm -hmm. or ORM, basically. So how do you think businesses can use social listening to track and respond to online reputation management issues that crop up?
1: That's a great question. And I think that's another wonderful way to use social listening. A lot of times, like we just said earlier, people are talking about your brands and your products. But they're not tagging you. They're not DMing you. They're not private messaging you. So when you use social listening for your brand name, your product names, You get to see those conversations, right? Whether they're positive or negative. So a lot of people think about the negative, right? Crisis management. And that's obviously a wonderful way to use social listening to catch all of those conversations when they're negative and answer quickly and try to resolve that customer's problem or pain point as as quickly as possible online so that other people see that you're listening and you care, but then moving it offline to, you know, resolve it and close it out. The other thing, though, is user-generated content. There's a lot of positive conversations that are happening out there too where your brand isn't mentioned or you're you know are tagged directly mentioned but not tagged same with products and services or stakeholders this gives you a chance to go out find those conversations and say hey thank you so much for saying that would you allow us to use this you know share this post in our own marketing you know messages um and if they say yes then you've just collected ugc or user-generated content which is a great way to spread good vibes about your brand
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I completely agree with that. So you know, talking about this marketing uh, aspect of it. So two other areas where, you know, uh, uh, critical, uh, which is critical usage of social listening is one is product development and one is marketing. So how do you think social listening data can be used to inform and improve decisions when it comes to product development and marketing campaigns?
1: I love that you brought up product development because social listening really goes well beyond the marketing department. Um, I'll give you a few real world examples that we've helped some of our clients with, Um, with one client, we helped the sales department using social listening and finding those areas where the brand or the products were being mentioned. We saw that some of that conversation had a very high acquisition rate, meaning the conversations that were happening without the brand being tagged were about buying those products from the brand we took that information back to marketing who then brought us over to sales and sales had never seen some of these frequently asked questions and they had no content for these frequently asked questions so we started working with the sales team to improve some building out some of that nurture content so that we could hopefully bring those people down the funnel even more knowing that they're in the mind of buying and close the deal another thing that we worked on i love that you said product development we found out from another client that people didn't really love the packaging. Crazy thing. They loved the product, but they hated the packaging. But when enough people are complaining about the packaging, it gave us enough fodder to quantify that negative experience and change the packaging. And then the last example I'll give you is a jewelry brand that we worked with. And they were looking at where to open up their next brick-and-mortar store. We used social listening to help us understand what areas in the U.S. had the most social chatter and the most affinity or love for this person's jewelry and helped them basically pick where they opened their next brick-and-mortar store. So, I mean, you can use it in a million different ways. The only thing that's limiting you is your creativity, honestly. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. I, I, I love those ex- examples. These are very typical use cases you can uh, use. Uh, uh, you know, social listening for. Right. So another thing which people talk about when it comes to social listening is, you know, it also helps in identifying and engaging with potential customers or influencers for that matter. So how do you think businesses can use social listening for that, for identifying and engaging with potential customers and influencers?
1: I love that you brought this up because um, we are working on a big social selling program right now with a bunch of our, our clients, all the way from direct to consumer to financial services, which seems like a hard play, but it's going great. So I think my advice here would be a few steps. One, whether you're using social listening or not, look at all of the conversations that are happening on social media you know, with you, again, we're talking pre-social listening, and start to tag them as acquisition or retention. So if someone is asking you where to buy or what the, what sizes you have, right, they're in that buying moment. That means they're, they're in pre-purchase mode and they're thinking about buying, tag it that way, pre-purchase, acquisition, however you want to, whatever terminology you want to use. If they're coming to you and they're a customer and they're looking for support, I want you to tag that as retention, then what you can start to understand is which channels of yours have the most acquisition and retention chatter. And if there's a lot of acquisition chatter happening on certain platforms, that's where you need to focus your time. Once you're, you are know, you kind of have that audit in place, then I would look at using social listening to help you go beyond. Again, we're still, we're still reactive, right? We're waiting right. people for ask, to ask us these questions. But the next step would be going to use social listening to put in keywords like, again, say we're the Epson printer company, best all-in-one printer. If we start looking at that keyword through social listening, we can see all of the conversations when people are saying like, hey, what's the best all-in-one printer out there? We can join that conversation as Epson, give very valuable, helpful information, and maybe even an incentive to buy. So like, hey, thank you so much. Hey, here's a video on our best on-one printer. It's rated five stars on, you know, wherever, Amazon. And uh, if you buy within the next 24 hours, here's a promo code that gets you $100 off. Right, Could right. you close that cold, you know, conversation that didn- wasn't coming to you? Yes, probably not as much as the warm conversation that's coming directly to you. But still, if you closed 1% of that cold conversation, that's 1% revenue you didn't have previously.
0: Right, right, right. Without social selling, you, you never knew somebody was talking about it. And now getting 1% out of that itself will be a big impact on the bottom line, for sure. Fantastic. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm loving uh, these examples which you're throwing out. You know, it's, it's very valid. And I'm pretty sure most of the brand's Ignore this. Ignore this major part called social listening. Nobody cares about it because most of the brands which I know about, I talk to marketers, they don't even understand there are so much of so many conversations going around uh, their area. Like for example, uh, you mentioned financial services. It might come across as a boring field, but there will be a million conversation going on in that field as well. You know, so social listening, I think, is a way to go about it.
1: Right. As a note, I can tell you, I pulled a financial listening report on financial trend terms yesterday for the financial client. the The line for social listening over the past twenty eight days went like this: whoop. <laughs> so, you know, like now would be the time to like get in on those keywords because there's a huge spike happening in the conversations online right. around some right. of these terms. So, like the conversations there, go grab it.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Right. So uh, now every uh, marketing campaign or every activity which you plan, uh, you know, uh, the, the key term is ROI. So uh, for social listening, obviously, there will be a question on that. So how can businesses measure the ROI of their social listening efforts?
1: Yeah, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit, right? You First, you have to know what your hypothesis is. What are you trying to prove or disprove? Um, oh. Because... I'll be honest the some of the best social listening tools are that are out there are not cheap right they right. they come with a pretty hefty price tag right. but they're bringing you back information that's incredibly valuable so right. I think you know knowing that hypothesis and then like I said making sure that you also understand what acquisition and retention conversations are out there and then how do you tie that to ROI so it's you know, looking at the acquisition and, 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 and um, retention conversations, tagging them as such, that doesn't involve social listening. You can do that without it. Then it's figuring out, okay, if we have this much acquisition happening, do we have the content, that sales example I gave you, do we have the nurture content that can answer these questions in the most valuable way possible? Again, if I'm the printer brand and my question is, do you have any printers uh, that are Alexa-compatible? I want to be a- able to answer it with like a video. Like, yes, right. and here's how it works. Like show versus tell. And once you watch that video, that next step is having that promo code or that special landing page or whatever it is that, it, that will attribute those revenue dollars if they close to social listening, to organic social media, right? And then right. innovating with the voice of customer data that you're receiving through these acquisition and, com- and and retention conversations. So making better packaging, picking your next store, picking the next color of your product. You know, it's it's it, again, the opportunities are endless, but you have to have a really steady plan to get right, to yeah. ROI. Right, right. The
0: attribution is also very really critical. Yeah. Right. So you touched upon this, but I just want to, uh, you know, uh, dig a little bit deeper. So you know uh, social listening uh, can be utilized for various things so a couple of things which are very interesting is like for example identifying and staying ahead of industry trends mm-hmm. or maybe even anticipating changes that's gonna happen in the market so can social helping social setting help with uh, social listening help with that
1: yeah definitely I mean if you know what those keyword terms are right whatever industry you in you're in if you know what those of uh, industry terms and keywords are for kind of the trigger right Right. what's the trigger for the market upturn or downturn based on your industry you can listen in on those keywords and watch like i was talking about that report yesterday where it was kind of steady and then boom it shot up right? right if you see it start to trend up now the report i pulled yesterday was already way up there i would have liked to have hit it right when it started spiking down here Or maybe, you know, if I wasn't that quick somewhere here, I don't want to catch it at the top of the spike, because as we know, you know, there's the ebb and flow of things. So um, using keywords wisely to kind of stay on top of trends is really good. And then some social media listening tools, uh, Sprout Social, I know has this because we, we use Sprout Social, have trend alerts. So when you put in those keyword terms, you don't have to be in there looking at the report every day. They'll send you an alert to let you know, like, hey, this is spiking. This keyword is spiking.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So now uh, you have you have worked with so many brands and you, you, you have been in this field for a while. So, you know, the ins and outs of it. So can you provide some examples, maybe for a couple of them? of businesses that have successfully leveraged social setting for whatever goals it may be. You know, if you can throw some examples, that'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah. So with the financial services brand, funnily enough, it's not really about acquisition necessarily. It's about upselling and cross-selling. So they're looking for member conversations that are talking about other product lines. They have about 12 product lines, right? So this is an interesting way to use social listening because it's a very unique use case. And I think financial, you know, the financial industry, a lot of times, like they don't have the best reputation. (laughs) So I think the success story with this brand for listening to these member conversations for upselling and cross selling um, is really unique because a, it shows that they're listening and B that they're meeting the customers where they are on their channel of choice. The other thing that this brand does that's really innovative is they listen in on these conversations for surprise and delight areas where they can send out a member touchpoint that's non-transactional. So if they got a puppy or if they bought a house or they got a new car or they got married, if they see that conversation happening, again, because these are their members, right, they can send that non-transactional touchpoint to be like, hey, we heard you got a new puppy. Congrats. Here's, you know, a $25 gift card to Chewy. So it's non-transactional, but it's helping them stay top of mind. And, you know, we feel special when, you know, especially in my mind, when my fin- if my financial brand reached out, which reached out to me and was like, hey, we heard you got a puppy, here's the thing. I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that's a really innovative thing that they're doing. And then from like a direct-to-consumer perspective, you know, what we're really using social listening and some of that tagging. So both organic tagging, labeling and social listening is to understand like where their biggest um, retention pain points are. So, cause the goal ultimately is not to be able to say as like the customer support person, we're so sorry that happened to you. And we're going to get that fixed. It's to fix it in the real world. Right. So that it doesn't right. happen again. So if it's an right. ink that, you know, um, uh, doesn't work with the printer or, you know, bleeds out or whatever it is. We need to go back and figure out what's happening with that ink through the manufacturer or the way it's loaded into the machine. You know, it's, it's going deep into actually fixing the real problem and not just, you know, resolving the problem through like, you know, a a short-term win, I guess.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. I think social listening is all about taking action. Uh, otherwise, there's no point wasting all your resources, time, energy, into yes. getting all this data, getting all this insights. So it's all about correcting measures. Yes. Right. Uh, our next question is a bit tricky, but I, I, I want to ask you this. Like, how can businesses ensure the privacy and security of their customers and clients when using social listening data?
1: This is what's so great about social listening. Um, you know, we all know cookiepocalypse is coming. <laughs> Google has reminded us over and over and over again for like the last three years that they're sunsetting universal analytics for Google 3 and that cookies are going away. And essentially, um, cookies are little snippets of code that um, are all live on websites and follow you around. So like if you went to Google and you searched for, um, you know, the best, two-person kayak and then all of a sudden you're on Facebook later that day and you see that little two-person kayak that you were looking at and then later on you're on Instagram and you see an ad for the kayak that you're like what's happening that little cookie that little snippet of code is following you from that from that landing page that's going away and as somebody who also provides advertising services that's going to be a huge hit to advertisers because that third-party data that lives inside of that cookie isn't going to be available anymore. And third-party data is how most advertisers make most of their money. So I think what's really important to know about social listening is this is first-party data. Social listening can only listen in on open APIs or, for instance, on profiles that aren't set to private. So all of that information that it's bringing in, and when you have that organic conversation with someone through social listening, that's all first-party data. And the key to first party data is first party relationships. So if you're using social listening to have more conversations with people and to get those people to become part of your follower base or your customer base, you're gaining first party data and you're not having to rely on third party data, which we know is going away. So that's the biggest thing. I don't understand why everybody isn't rushing out right now to grab social listening before cookies go away.
0: <laughs> right, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, right, so the most interesting uh, thing about you, Brooke, is the inter- you are at an intersection of marketing, customer experience, and technology, et cetera, et cetera. Right, so the customer experience part is, it's very intriguing for me because I come from that field as well. So, you know, my next question is, How can businesses effectively integrate social listening into their overall marketing and CX strategies?
1: I think my number one thing, just based on experience is a lot of um, what we see now and the way these departments are set up. Now they're very separate, right? You've got customer support over here and marketing over here and sales over here and social listening probably lives with marketing. You know, the, Companies that we work with, uh, especially on, on social media, CX, or digital uh, um, experience, do the best when they bring those groups together and they share right. that information or they share that listening tool to, to make sure that the customer experience from pre-purchase, right, early in the journey, awareness, all the way through to purchase, retention, loyalty, advocacy, right? Because that that is the customer experience. The customer experience starts before there's actually a customer and it doesn't end ever, you know, because the goal is to retain those customers, make them loyal and hopefully get to, you know, some advocates because maybe your North Star for your company is to create a community, a customer-led community. All of that needs CX. All of that needs the the data and the tools um, that, you know, help us understand the voice of customer information. So, I think you know, finding a way to bring groups together, especially sales, marketing, and, and customer support or experience, is very important.
0: Right, right, absolutely. I think I think this social listening projects can be the ideal segue to bring all these people together. You know, there is there is something for everybody in such a program right? because obviously it's an expensive program. So it, it is good to bring these groups together too, so that everybody gets something out of it. Right, so I think we have come to an end. Quick session, but a lot of insights and amazing insights on social listening. So my final question for all my guests is all about them. So I know you are running a successful agency called Peace squad Media. I can see it behind you as well. <laughs> so I, we, we, we want to I want to hear a little bit about that. Uh, tell us a little bit about the work you do and how do you help organizations across
1: the globe? Well, that's a big question. Um, (laughs) You know, we are in our 11th, we turn 11 this year. um, So we're, we're old (laughs) as far as social media goes. And I think we have really pivoted starting in about 2018, we really started to pivot into social media customer care. Um, And that's really where we're going. That's really going to be our focus. And it's, it's really where I'm having like the most fun and learning the most. And I get to work with the most amazing clients who understand how important digital and social media experience is in this day and age, because so many people are shopping online or using social to find new brands, buy new products. Um, The biggest, most exciting things that we're working on right now all revolve around social media customer care. So we have a mystery shop now where we'll actually come out and shop your brand on social media and give you a score on how you did with your social media CX, which I think is so exciting. Fun fact, I used to work in real estate and we used to get secret shopped. Like people would come in to look at a, at an apartment and be wearing like a hidden camera. And I remember we would always be so scared when we found out we got shopped, but I mean, essentially that's where I got the idea from. I think it's a great way to find out like how you're doing. Um, Obviously, there's the book that I wrote, which kind of lays out all of how we do this, how we operationalize um, social media customer care. And from the book, we created a – I've actually got the workbook. We've created a whole training um, to go and give to corporations. We gave our first one in January, and they were floored. They want us to come back and do another one um, later in the year. So, you know, I just – my goal right now is playing an educator. I don't think a lot of people are using social media, customer care or digital experience yet. I don't think a lot of people are using social listening yet. And I feel like my job is just to educate people, whether it's, you know, working with us or someone else or in-house, how to do it and how to make sure that you get that return on your efforts so that the C-suite lets you keep doing it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Since I follow you closely on LinkedIn, I can see that you're doing a good job, fantastic job actually. Sharing amazing insights on social listening. It's not only social listening. You talk about social, social customer service, uh, a lot of stuff on CX, which is amazing actually. Because I follow a lot of uh, CX uh, influencers. Uh, you know, some of them. Uh, I'm I'm trying to bring some people from CX soon on the show because it is one area. It's still. I thought during pandemic, everybody started paying attention, attention to it closely. The pandemic went away. CX again got a backseat in the classroom. You know? mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a it's a it's a area where we need people like you to um, you know put some sense into people and uh, you know so that everybody understands. I'm
1: gonna change uh, my LinkedIn title: Putting Sense into People. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. So
0: it's uh, it's a it's a, it's, a uh, it's keep up the good work, and we all get inspired seeing all this. And thank you so much for taking time out today. Uh, and uh, I I really loved your, uh, you know, answers and your insight, and thank you for your time. Speak to you soon, then.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, thank you. So uh, that was Brooke, Uh, as you can see, you know, she shared so many insights about social listening. I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll bring her back some point of time to get into the nitty gritties of it, because social listening is an amazing tool which most brands are still not, Using, right? So that is episode 59. Something amazing happened. Let me just add it up here. First time on this show's history, there is a job opening being posted right away from Facebook. It's about social listening. So, Milan Pelgrims, I checked him out already. So, he is working on an innovation consultancy. They are looking for people who are familiar with digital validation in EDT time zone, including social listening. So, connect with Milan Pelgrims. Uh, first time I'm happy because a lot of people are looking for jobs, there are a lot of layoffs happening, a lot of stuff, so I'm going to keep it there for a minute, you can check it out Million Pilgrims, and thank you so much, Uh, if you have joined in, this video will be available on my channel tomorrow Uh, so have a great uh, uh, Thursday night or uh, Thursday morning, wherever you are and I'll see you next week with episode 60, take care
1: Thank you for listening to The Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Podcasts. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Podcasts. See you in the next episode.